This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Right out of the door! With your host, Mark Martinez. Because I'm the Mark. And I'm awesome! The Guru. Today I'm going to break it down for all you simpleton sweat hogs listening out there in Can Crusher Nation. I don't mean to come out here week after week and toot my own horn, but toot, toot. And the English professor. It is I, the English professor from the County of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the Dumpster Drossy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. And welcome to another Can Crushers Podcast. I am in studio, and at his humble abode is the English professor. John, how the hell are you doing? I'm good. Uh, You notice I have the lights dimmed in my room. It's uh, early Sunday morning here, guys. Um, so Mark doesn't need to see me at at this. Mark's always up so early. You look, you look good. You look, you're dressed. You're, you look showered. I don't, I certainly am none of those things. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way of the garbage man. Like I thought I'm going to sleep in now, essentially sleeping in till six o'clock is sleeping into me. So I did sleep in till six and then I'm like, I told these guys nine o'clock. What the hell do I do for the next three hours? So, I decided I'm changing the studio around. Oh, what'd you do? Well, we got some new equipment in this week. We got our boom mics and we got, you know, this thing from the, the board from 2 to 1 Media a couple weeks ago. We're just in, uh, getting all that ready. I moved a desk out that we don't use at all. I shuffled some other things. or I got more room on the wall for pictures is what I actually did. That's why nice. I did it. Yeah. So this, I um, go ahead. I noticed a ring with some action figures behind you, so I have to be honest. As soon as I noticed those figures, I stopped listening for a good 10 seconds to you. But I'll go back and listen to the show. What are the figures behind you? Those look dope as hell. Those are those figures that I can't tell you the people. I get them in the mail. Every month you get those couple in the mail. I've had them right, for a right. couple years. Yeah, but yeah, finally yeah. they're spotlighted now in the studio instead of tucked away into a hole in the wall. Wow. When we're we're over, but when we're like super over and famous, you you could like use that house as a museum, as like a can crushers museum and give tours. It's it's getting there. Like it's pretty uh, nice, you guys. It it really is. Uh, I'm pumped. We went to the Walmarts twice yesterday, John, because we were going for a new TV stand for the studio. So, see, I, I've had this in my mind for a while. We went to the Walmarts the first time, and I'm saying it like this to piss you off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we ended up grocery shopping. And we're like, what did we actually come for? Oh, yeah, let's put the $200 of groceries away and then go right back over to get the TV stand that I wanted because this monstrosity behind me um, is awesome. It's an entertainment system that Kelly's dad built for her. So this is never leaving our house. This is pretty sweet. Um, I have since 
taken it away from Kelly, made it mine for wrestling memorabilia and everything. But my TV was so high in the studio, um, because it's also my video game room. When I was looking, I was looking up to the heavens to play baseball or hunting or something like that. And it was just giving me a different glare recently. So I'm like, ah, I need to change this. So now this, now it's down a little bit. I'm getting excited for MLB The Show 21, which has been pre-ordered. Um, plus, I need a little more room for the boom mics. So we got rid of the desk. We got moved the bobblehead thing out of here. We did a lot in the studio. Like, you have not seen even the studio prior. You were here pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, and I didn't have everything up on the wall. I have a wall dedicated just for you, and you still have not seen it. I'll be there soon. In a bad way. In a bad way. Uh, Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I saw that we saw the commercial for... MLB 21, and I don't know when, during the week, we were watching, was it maybe during WrestleMania? I don't know. But uh, Sylvan's juice has got flowing because, you know, they, they do the slow intro and the tease. He's like, I bet this is MLB 21. And it was. So he's he's stoked for that. A lot of new legends on it this year. One being, uh, and I'm not a Pirate fan, but first time Roberto Clemente is going to be on a game. That's awesome. Well overdue. That guy... Such a legend and such an important part of baseball. Any yeah. anywhere, Pittsburgh or anywhere. Uh, one of my favorites, Kirby Puckett, was nice. re- announced that he's on the game. I might have missed a few, but I mean let Hank Aaron stuff like that. Um, and they're all in that Diamond Dynasty. And our homeboy Soup is really. I usually don't play the Diamond Dynasty, but I'm excited for it this year. Um, still going to play on the PlayStation 4 because I can't find a 5 for under $1,200. And that ain't happening. So, I'm a little bummed because I don't know if Silva knows. John and I have talked about this in excess. Um, I'm excited for the creative stadium mode, but it's only on the 5. So, I'll, I'll get there. I will get there. But I just, I need a new game every year. This is the only game that I essentially buy every year. I really do. Uh, one other quick thing about this. You mentioned the, the PS5. Uh, our old buddy from high school, Ed, just got his PS5. What, today's Sunday? I think he just got it Friday, he said. So he was going to take a day off. I know this because we did like a Google thing. Our buddy Jack invited me. And then once you're invited... You have to invite one other person. So I was going to invite you the next time we all get together. There were a bunch of old guys from high school, Mark, and it was a lot of fun. But the guy who hosts it, Tim Haynes, said uh, – he started talking about the podcast. I'm like, wait a second. You know about it? You listen? He's like, well, yeah. So – because I said, do you remember Mark? Can we have him on – you know, I'm sure he'd love to catch up with some people. And he goes, yeah, I know. I remember Mark because I listened to the show. Tim Haynes lived – like diagonally from Chad, which we'll speak about here in a second, because I'm a dick when we forgot that. Um, lived diagonally from Chad on the next street up. So yeah, I know Tim Haynes. He rode the bus, yeah. North Broad Street Brawlers. Nice, the North Broad Street Brawlers. Yeah. Wow, you guys sound tough. We were tough. We were tough. Yeah, but they listen. How cool is that? The old it's, guys listen. That, yeah, they still want to relate with us is that what i'm thinking about yeah we were cool they want to were we we yeah we were cool um 
as you noticed, uh, no Chad in studio today, and he's got some family stuff going on. Um, he's really pissed off that he can't be here. It's a, it, he wanted to talk WrestleMania and NXT. Maybe we'll give him a couple minutes next week. I know NXT. I know the Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly O'Reilly match is where he wants to bring it, but some family stuff's going on out of nowhere. So, and we're not lying this time. It isn't COVID. It, it really is not COVID. Is not COVID. No, yeah, no, it's not COVID. We didn't. I didn't really lie last time. I said yeah, right. You were seeing family. Dom came yes. down and said goodbye. That's true. Through yes. a window. Yep. John, um, I, I regurgitated everything I did this week. What about you? I watched a lot of wrestling, other than what you know was on the the NXT and AEW and the first night of WrestleMania and Raw and SmackDown. Um, I went to YouTube because last week we talked about Peacock and watching things unedited on YouTube. So I'll just watch whatever YouTube suggests. So I watched the Road Warriors against Jumbo Saruta and Janichiru Tenru. Um, I don't think it was a unification match. Nevertheless, no, no titles changed hands. Surprise, Mark. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> the Road Warriors are AWA champions. And Saruta and Tenru were NWA international champions, which was an all-Japan championship. And they each won a fall, and the last fall, the Road Warriors lost their shit and just beat the hell out of them, and got de- everybody got DQ'd. I watched uh, Blue Demon versus El Matematico, which just means the math guy, I guess, the mathematic. I don't know. I don't get it, but... Stealing stuff from us again! Well, no, that was way before the English professor, but still. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. knew about us back the, then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a mask versus mask match. But anyway, I just watched whatever uh, YouTube recommended. And I'll say this. I came across something that I can only describe as really unfortunate and unnecessary. And I won't get into great details, but Roddy Piper used to push the envelope. And it was where Mean Gene used to bring the wrestlers in and come on in if you would. I want to talk to you about Boston or the guard, whatever. And he brings in Roddy Piper and says, Roddy, you always have seats for your guests. Let's get some seats out here for Roddy Piper. Let's have him sit down. And he had a piece of straw and he took it and he, he held it in his upper lip. And I'm not going to repeat the noises he made. And he said, who am I supposed to be? And Mean Gene looked uncomfortable and he said, junkyard dog. And then he took the piece of straw and threw it and said, I just nailed a giraffe or something like that. And I'm thinking, it's just so cheap. And I was the biggest Roddy Piper mark there was. It's just so cheap and it doesn't advance anything. You know, you talk about you. You love the Colonel De Beers, Jimmy Snooker feud. That yeah. was provocative. Yeah. Not not because you thought, oh, great, he won't wrestle him because his skin's too dark, but he attacked Jimmy Snooker, beat the crap out of him. Now we want to see Jimmy Snooker get revenge, and that's taken away from us because he refuses to wrestle him. That's happened in the Olympics, and I don't want to get this wrong, but I think there was a wrestler from Iran who refused to wrestle a wrestler from Israel. So that that sort of ignorance and stupidity is out there, and when wrestling – has its finger on the pulse of what's going on, it can be provocative. Here's the only point I want to make about editing that sort of stuff. 
Edge just did an interview and was asked about Peacock and things being edited. And he wanted to know why wrestling gets treated differently. And that's a fair question because he said, obviously, I didn't have sex with lead on TV. It's a show. You watch a Spike Lee movie, he doesn't give you the answers. He pisses you off. That's what he's supposed to do as an artist, as a filmmaker. He touches a nerve and he makes you look inward. Wrestling is just so obvious who the good guys and bad guys are. But here's the whole point I want to make in all of this. There was an opportunity, I think, during this merge, during this sellout, whatever you want to call it, where Vince McMahon could have created a discussion. I don't know where, I don't know the platform, but there could have been a discussion where we say, let's go back and look at the fabulous Freebirds painting their faces with the Confederate flag. Let's just go through the, the gamut and engage our fans. Could have expanded his brand too. Let's engage our fans and see what they think. Because I grew up in a big city. I knew Russians, Russian kids who were wrestling fans at the time. We didn't talk about it then, but I'd like to know now, hey, remember when Hulk Hogan wiped his boots with a Russian flag? Is that cool? Is that okay? Is it not okay? Whether we ever see this stuff or it gets edited out, that's not the point. I just think there was an opportunity to have a discussion. And we should have had it somehow. And it, what, where I feel betrayed is it just seemed like Vince said, oh, you guys signed the deal? You paid me? Checks cleared? I don't care if you floss your teeth with those tapes. Do whatever you want. And that's the sad thing to me. Personally, I'll give you my personal opinion, which maybe is controversial. I say keep it all. Show everyone the bad of it, too. Show people what these guys did. Greg Valentine, Roddy Piper, two greats. They had some bad promos. Bad promos. And this is the last thing I'll say on it. I do some work for a place that used to process immigrants years ago but doesn't anymore. And they have a, they came across a ton of records recorded by Americans in different languages. So like Americans that came from Italy, Russia, Germany, wherever. About 100, 130 years ago. Some of this stuff is bad. There's songs that are just out and out racist. They're plays. They're not destroying them. They're preserving them to say, hey, look how we once thought and look where we are now and what have we learned. I just don't know why wrestling gets treated differently. And guys, if you're listening and you are whatever ethnicity, whatever race, and you think I'm way off the mark or you agree or you have something to add to this discussion, let us know. Because that's all we genuinely want is a discussion. I think Vince McMahon had an opportunity for that discussion and he blew it. John, I echo everything you said. You said it more gracefully than I would have. You always do. Yes. Um, This could have been the new social media thing for a while to talk about. uh, A hashtag and find out why. I'm going to say America, France, um, the, the countries itself all have done something stupid. That's not erased from history. That's not erased from history. We can go back and I'm not going to mention any of them because I'm not stirring that pot. But you know what I'm talking about. You can go back and you find that. Vince said, thank you, see you later, is essentially what he said. To me, that proves he's only been about money. 
Yeah. And I don't think he ever loved this business. I'm going to agree with those critics who say he was a circus man, didn't truly love wrestling. I believe that. Yeah. No, I, I agree, too. I agree, too. Um, to change it up, though, John, uh, a little bit, we have a teaser that we want to throw out there to people. Right? Do you know uh, what I'm talking about? Yeah. This is what we talked about earlier? Yeah, this is what we talked about earlier. All the merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, Mark has gone through the studio, and Mark, speaking in third person now all of a sudden, I have found stuff that I just don't have room for. And I can't expand yet outside the studio until it's completely full. I can't start taking over the living room and stuff. Kelly would kill me. Outright and outright kill me. So I thought, all right, I'm not going to be, and I'm saying this nicely, my mother, my grandfather, my grandmother, just continuing to keep stuff to have it. So then Ethan needs to take care of it in time. Right. So I want to send it out to Can't Crush Your Nation. Um, it's some sweet swag. It really is. Uh, John off air saw some of the stuff. Um, we want to give it away. We want to give it away. We'll, we'll ask a question. We'll just ask a trivia question on the old Facebooks. Um, first person. I got it. Yep. Yep. Good. First person answer correctly wins a little prize pack. And it's like little posters, cards, stickers, um, shirts, shirts, Darius mask. We throwing those in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's cool stuff, guys. It's cool stuff. So answer the question correctly and and maybe win some wrestling stuff. Yeah. Um, It's going to be hodgepodge, so you don't know what you're going to get. I don't know what I'm going to send you, but after this show, I will sit down and divide Monday through Friday. Just watch the Facebooks. Um, They're not going to be out at the same time. It's not going to be like 9 o'clock. We're going to have this question. You have to follow Facebook. Whenever Facebook says, hey, there's a question, uh, first person answers it correctly, we'll get a notification in your DM saying, dude, send me, dude or dudette, send me uh, your address, and you'll win something. Now, I'm going to put this on, because I'm a giant dick. Uh, Once you win once you are out of the running the rest of the week. I don't want one person just taking all of this stuff. It's not, I want to spread it out through Can't Crush Your Nation. But it'll happen all week. Monday through Friday, there'll be a question up. Um, first person answers it correctly, wins. And it goes by the timestamp. That's it. Boom. If you answered it three minutes before Pat Lupino answered it, cool. And Pat Lupino cannot win. So, there you go. Chad's I think it's a great deal. Yeah. So there's some cool stuff we want to give away. Get it out of here before Kelly burns it. Yeah. Not, not that she would burn it. Um, Before we tackle wrestling, John, have you been loving baseball? Yeah, I really have. The Yankees are 3-5. and five. They are playing, actually, uh, as soon as this is posted, while you guys are listening. Uh they're playing the Rays. They just haven't gotten timely hits. Pitching's been okay, with maybe one one or two exceptions. But um, 
their fans, listen, I, I am a diehard Yankee fan since I don't know when, long time. Their fans are unbearable. Uh, I know fire you are. this guy. I know you are. I know you are. I understand it's April 11th. Holy moly, everybody, calm down. They want Judge out. Some people are done with Judge. I've uh, the Tigers fans are like, all right, we're just there again. We're we're also three and five, just to let you know. Yeah. Um, they're just like, all right, we're three and five. We could have been one and four, oh and six. They're happy with three and five right now. Yeah. Getting smoked the last couple games. Uh, they lost fifteen to three, I think, to Minnesota last week. Last night, the Indians shellacked them. Yeah. Uh, there's no timely anything on that team. They're just, but they're not the Pirates. They are not yeah. the Pirates. Pirates starting off with six losses in a row. They won opening day. They won opening day, and then they won yesterday. We'll see what they do today. Yeah. Um, I will say, Judge struck out on a slider from Chris Archer. A slider. By swinging a Above the pitch. I, these guys, this lineup is its just too one-dimensional. With one or two exceptions, they are a lineup of four or five hitters. No two-strike approach. No approach to the defense. Swing. Just swing. Just swing. That's what I tell my four- and five-year-olds at T-Ball. Just hit the ball hard, buddy. Just hit it hard. That's what I tell them. And that's their mentality. Just hit the ball hard. Um, really and the Rays just outclassed them like – I don't know who hit it. It was it was first and second, nobody out, advanced the runners, and then a little bloop, 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 single between first and second, scored two runs. It was it was brilliant. It, it's good situational hitting. Yankees haven't done that yet. The long ball always doesn't win championships. I know. I know. They took walks back in the 90s. I remember Paul O'Neill walks getting rallies started. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. That's our touch on baseball and everything else this what week. What a week of wrestling. John, and that's just, this is going to be our life from here on out. Because let's just break down the schedule from here on out. Monday Night Raw. NXT is moving to Tuesday nights. Um, AEW on Wednesday. Thursday is Impact if you watch it, if you get it, if you heard about it. Friday is SmackDown. Also on Tuesday is NWA. Throw in, I also watched, in between watching everything wrestling this week, um, IWTV has been down in Tampa showing a lot of the indie stuff down there. So I've watched a lot of that as well. We talked about the good old days and the golden eras of wrestling. You don't have to watch anything but baseball and wrestling right now in your life. And I'm okay with it. That would take up all your time, yeah. It did this week. Yeah. Throw in some video games here and there. Yep. It's my and perfect I'll watch, life. I'll watch Young Rock, which now Young Young Rock is going to go head-to-head, essentially, with NXT. Right. Yes, yeah, so we, have, we have a decision to make. I can always watch. We can watch Young Rock the next night on Peacock. But uh, the only thing I'll, I still enjoy that show. But I'm still peeved because in episode one, I think, his mother says something about working the gimmick. And she says, that's why we can never be seen in public with Uncle Iron Sheik. 
And every episode since then, they've had a picnic on the beach right. with the Macho Man, the Wild Samoans, the Iron Sheik, Junkyard Dog, Rocky Johnson, and Andre the Giant. Yeah. You just said you're not allowed to see those guys, but you're drinking beers with them every weekend, apparently. In a beach. At which, a beach where everyone will see you. Which is public. Yep. All right. Let's just uh, rip through this week, Monday through Friday. John, what do you want to say about Raw? If you watched any Mania pre-show, if you watched a teaser before a match, then you watched Monday Night Raw because they just recapped. Raw was a recap of everything that's happened in every feud. And the teasers before the matches were recaps of Raw. So essentially, if you turned into night one of WrestleMania, you watched Raw. What stands out to me, though, was when they tried to tease and push that um, the gauntlet for the women. Whatever the hell they're calling it these days. Not a gauntlet, but the T- tag team. Turmoil. Turmoil. I like Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler a lot. Um, I looked at all those teams and I'm just thinking NXT has a better women's tag team division <laughs> than Raw and SmackDown do. There wasn't a legit team there. There really wasn't. I don't know if Carmella teams with Barbie 1 or Barbie 2 or Mandy or Dana. Switch her and her, and they're the same. Uh, Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that on Mania. Uh, So that's all. I I don't have anything to say on Raw. Um, I do like what they're doing with Corbin a little bit. I, I don't know why... This little switch of him coming to Raw now for a, if it's a brief moment, got his juices going again for me. I don't, he's a great bad guy. He's just yeah. been, his stories, and I know we bitch about this, that they're not long. His stories are way too long sometimes. The whole freaking Rey Mysterio thing took up 2019 and 2020 with him. And, ah. But, and the King thing needs to be done. Yeah, but yes, he. But we haven't had a new king of the ring, so you yeah. can be Jerry Lawler's still a king. So true, true. Uh, Tuesday night was the Hall of Fame, and as I told John, watching the Hall of Fame when I was watching it, and right before we hit record, I usually cry or get teared up a little bit at a story or something from the Hall of Fame. This was not it. Not at all this year. Um, John didn't even know, I'm throwing you under the bus, who was going in, even though we've heard about it for a, literally a year and a half now, who was going in. It just didn't feel like a Hall of Fame. It really yeah. did. And you sent me a picture. I was like, so who's going in? And you sent me a picture. And I was like, oh, cool. Who's that next to Beth Phoenix? And you're like, first of all, that's Molly Holly, and it's the great Kali. <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know anything. Nothing. Uh, four or five of them were virtual, which uh, in this time, I guess you understand. Jushin Thunderlager, Great Kali, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, and then John's favorite one, William Shatner. Oh, I'm so pissed off about that. I'm a huge Bret Hart fan. Put me in. Right? That's why he's in. He hosted one Raw. He's been a fan for 900 years. He is in the Hall of Fame. JBL's was good. He talked about, you know, working with the Von Erickson Fit Finley a little bit. If I did get 
if I did get emotional a little bit, it was when David Boy Smith's family, uh, Harry and Georgia came out with Diana as well. And they brought, I marked out saying Matilda. I know it wasn't Matilda. It was Buffy, the great, 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 great granddaughter of Matilda. But if you've heard anything about Can Crushers and what Matilda means to me, uh, go back and listen to my mom's episode uh, when we talked about my mom's passing. You'll understand why. At least you know the good news then turns out that uh, Matilda was okay, the Islanders did not hurt her, and she went on to have a family. Right. Exactly. It all ended well. It all ended well. Married, had children. (laughs) Right. Um, Legacy Awards. We didn't get to talk about that that much. Um, Ray Stevens went in, Brickhouse Brown, Dr. Death Steve Williams, Baron Michelle Leon, and Gary Hart. Nice. All cool ones. And that was just a 2020 version. Um, the Bellas went in. It was way too scripted. Oh, my God. That You yeah. can tell there was a teleprompter. NWO was so PC that they told them what to say on these. <clears throat> RVDs was good. I did like that. Molly Hollies was, hey, thanks, fan. She named every person in the production crew and left. Great Collies was a great Collie. And I don't get that. Uh, go ahead, sorry. He, he was a big man. That's why. Uh, the 2021 Legacy Awards were Dick the Bruiser, Pistol Pez Watley, Buzz Sawyer, Ethel Johnson, and Paul Bosch. So so what's the difference then between the, that and the whole thing? Um, I think most of – I think everybody in the Legacy is past, I, I believe. See. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. And – I, a lot of them have never done anything with the WWE, yeah. essentially, but they've done something in wrestling that... Yeah. Mr. Pess Watley, come on! Yeah, yeah. no, I'm not arguing. I just wondered what the difference... But Jushin Thunder Liger, I don't think, ever wrestled a WWE match. No, but it was his contributions <clears throat> to wrestling. I, I okay. do know that Vince is trying to make this more... Not just a WWE one anymore, just an overall... You know, a wrestling yeah. hall, which that's why I think we need a, a building so idiots Agreed. like us can go. Agreed. Um, I will say Eric Bischoff. I know he worked with WWE, and I put this down, John. This is so weird that the WWE added him. It would be like the Yankees retiring David Ortiz's number. <sighs> wow. Or Kurt Schilling's number, you oh, know? damn. Yeah, that hurts. Stop. I get it. You were trying to get put out of business by this man. Yeah. For two years, he kicked your ass. And I know it's wrestling, but yeah. Um, The Warrior Award winner for 2020 was Titus O'Neil for all the charitable work he does. The one for 2021 was Rich Herring. He, uh, he's been with the business over 50 years. He's called the problem solver. He's done everything in WWE. His was pretty cool. Um, and then Kane's. E- even Kane wasn't, he talked about some of the road stuff with him and Mark, uh, the Undertaker <laughs> and Paul Bear and stuff like that. That was kind of cool, but nobody got sentimental. Nobody really gave me that story. So. 
I hope that changes next year. I really yeah. do. And what I saw that was uh, just middle of the road. Titus O'Neil is an incredible human being, though. He is. Um, his story, uh, you, you know about his mother. I don't know if yeah. listeners you know. Oh, my God. Um, this is rough. For those who don't know, his mother had him when she was 10 years old after being assaulted. Yeah. Uh, off to a rough start for that guy. But, man, what an inspiration that guy is. You know, he uh, he had it rough at the beginning and, and turned things around and does nothing but give other people a chance that he didn't quite have at the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me touch on NWA real quick. We'll, we'll take a break. We'll do AEW and NXT in the second segment and then Mania in the last. Because essentially yeah. we can, we can do SmackDown right now. Right now. Yeah. You good? Yeah. The main thing was, uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Jay Uso won that. And the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode defended their tag team titles against every other tag team on SmackDown. I like that team. Um, and at least SmackDown showed some wrestling. Again, Raw was just three hours of recapping and pushing WrestleMania. At least SmackDown gave us a little something. But yeah, that's about it. John is still not caught up on NWA. That's all right. He'll get there. Um, I like this, though. It started off with Aaron Stevens and Kados, the tag team champions. They're scouting tag teams. They're looking for a number one um, contender to defend this title. The end is going to be an amazing team. It's Pero and Otison. Um, they fought against Strictly Business, which is Latimer and Chris Masters, Adonis. Mm -hmm. um, that that sounds like a great team on paper. Yeah. Uh, Adonis gets the win, so the uh, Strictly Business moves along. It's not a tournament, it's just matches. Um, Rosa comes out after Camille gets involved, so that's cool. Uh, what else do we have? Mims again in Slice Boogie against the War Kings of uh, Jack Stane and Crimson. Uh, Mims and Boogie get the upset victory because there's some dissension between Crimson and Jacks. Adaldus, Adaldus, Adot, Aldus. Holy hell! There's too many A's in that Strictly Business. Yeah. Now. yeah. Um, makes an announcement that everybody in Strictly Business is on watch. Nobody's guaranteed. So I, I, that's cool. And then uh, the NWA TV title was defended as Fred Rosser uh, defend, uh, fought the Pope in the 605. I still like that they're keeping the 605 TV time. That's limit. a great concept. Yep. Um, the Pope retains, but afterwards uh, Austin Idol and Tyrus come out and kind of mock the Pope. It, it's dude. It's still studio wrestling from when you were little. It does what it needs to do in that hour. It keeps you hooked. After Monday night, I was like, man, I know NXT is going to bring it. The rest of this might be a shit show. So it was refreshing to watch NWA. Did I think that after watching the first night of Mania? We'll get there. We'll get there. Right? Yeah. Okay. Teasing. I like it. Uh, old school. <clears throat> Collar and elbow shirt, John. That is an old school shirt. I like it. This is the one that your neck is ripped out because your washer ripped it up or whatever. I don't remember that whole story. 
Yeah, I, I just know that my wife uses it for her hair now. Oh. Yeah. But collar and elbow. Hats, hoodies, tees, vests, eye patches, masks, stickers, pantalones. And Al Snow's making everything. Anything yeah. and everything. Um, I'll tell you, my... And I didn't know they were joggers. you know the difference between joggers and sweatpants, John? Yeah, yeah, sure. What is it? The joggers are more of a mesh-type material, breathable material. That and they're around our fat legs. They kind of, like, become skinnier jeans or something like that. Yeah. I was... I thought they were jogging pants, like the normal sweatpants that we wear. Well, when I got the Good Brother ones... Um, I'm like, oh man, these are kind of revealing in places. Well, they work themselves out. They, they're good to go. They have now became, become, correct me. Okay. Become Become. my new favorite lounging pants. They're so comfortable. And this is over my Pittsburgh Steeler ones that I've had literally for 23 years, which I don't know how they're even alive yet, but those were awesome. Those were my favorite. No, the collar and elbow ones now kick their ass. I bet, yeah. So, he makes good stuff. He does make good stuff. At reasonable prices, great yep. prices. And then we can give you a discount to get it even more reasonable, right, John? Absolutely. It is Can Crushers. Uh, spell it all as one word. Capitalize the C in can and capitalize the C in crushers. And that'll save you 10% off your total. Which is essentially? It's essentially shipping. Or parking. Or parking. Yeah, you save the money, yeah, and then you can you go pay for parking, but then pretend that the money you saved from collar and elbow paid for your parking. So next time we go to a baseball game, can we please park somewhere that we don't have to walk five sure, miles? Sure, and then I'll get something from collar and elbow and pretend that that 10% paid for my parking. Perfect. Yeah. Here comes Al Snow to tell you more about collar and elbow. We'll be coming back with... Everything that happened Wednesday night and holy shamoli, Wednesday and Thursday, right? Yes. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. This is the Summit Jason Say. You're listening to the Can Crushers podcast. And I hope you guys don't forget that I am the baddest television champion on the planet. And welcome back, Can Crushers listeners. It is I, the English professor uh, from the borough of Kings, speaking the English of the Queen. Uh, said joined that in by a while. your host, Mark the Mark. Yeah, not for a while. Yeah, I almost forgot it. Uh, joined by your host, Mark the Mark Martinez. And he left this up to me. He's like, when we come back, what do you want to do? I said, well, let's do AEW, and then we'll just run the gamut on WWE. Um, AEW was a very good show. It was an old-school, shots-fired, 
promotion versus promotion wrestling show. I loved it. Uh, on the weekly note, um, AEW lost, though, to NXT. Um, NXT was a pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I'm glad I watched this one live, of course. Um, wow. And when we talk, there's a lot of people in the crowd that I saw that, uh, can't crush your alum in the crowd on AEW this week. And I'll, I'll bring them up when I see, when I... I was going to say, yeah, you have to drop names. I, oh, I will. I will. I will. All right, go ahead. So the first match was Hangman against Max Caster. Um... Ready? Yeah, go ahead. We don't need politics in wrestling. <laughs> Max Caster. He did the rap about... No, who... Yeah, who does the rap? Is that this match? He did the rap. Yeah, yeah, about Joe Biden falling down the steps. And yeah. I thought that was funny. I know how you feel about... I hate the crossover. Stop. No, you... All right. No, you can give your... No, you can give your, your two cents. I As far up everybody's ass we are with politics right now, now Mark's coming out. We, we were nice the first segment. We don't need it. We Oh, my God. Everybody has their different opinions, this, that, and the other thing. I am on the line most of the time that I don't care. I don't, but... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, you know, Chad and I will corner Mark with different ends of a spectrum sometime. And at the end, he's just like, okay. Anyway. Yeah. That's about how, how Mark feels. But I, look, I thought it was a funny song. I don't even remember what he said, but I remember laughing and being entertained. As for the match, you can't argue with, with hangman. I, he, I love his lariat. I love the way he works. I do. I do too. Uh, it was essentially two on one is casters, uh, partner was out there. They tried hitting him with the boombox. They tried doing everything to get Hangman to lose this match. He is... He's almost the star of AEW that is not being used correctly. But he is used correctly. Uh, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, you know, later in the show, we get Jake Roberts coming out and wondering why Sean Spears isn't... No, not... Uh, yeah, was it Sean Spears? Yeah. Lance Archer. Uh, Lance Archer. Sorry. I confuse him all the damn time. Lance Archer. Uh, why he's not in the main event. I think Hangman Adam Page is one of the best they have on that roster. That guy ought to be main eventing, but. Champion. Uh, as he left, though, he had, what did they call him? Uh, Cowboy Wisers, Hangman Wise. I mean, essentially it was a knockoff of yeah. Stone Cold or Budweiser, uh, not sponsored. But he had his own beer, which looked like Duff beer from uh, The Simpsons or whatever. He tossed some to the crowd, and all of a sudden, this guy catches one, and it looks like he's had his first beer ever in life. Head banging, moving his head around, this, that, and the other thing. Well, guys, that's Andrew Palace from IWC. And he's there. So that was number one that you're like, holy shit, Andrew Palace is there. Did you notice that, John? I did. He li he lives a pretty clean life. He's super squeaky babyface. So that, that 
that booze must have just hit him like that. That which is why he, you know, was shaking his head. He's always like that anyway. But right. I bet if you get a little bit of booze in him, he's just absolutely bananas. Re- ready to go. Um Yeah. It was great seeing him there. Uh not a lot of like commercials. Uh all segments were just compacted into each other. Yeah, a lot of picture in picture throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Death Triangle comes out, but they were going to talk and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, best friends come out just to say, hey, welcome back. And there's going to be a feud here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they have an alien with them now? They have an alien with them now. I'm glad that Statlander's back. I really am. Yeah, me too. Me too. The Inner Circle, uh, they're trying to apologize. And, John, go ahead. I know this is where you want to run because... <laughs> But first, is, but first, um, I did see Amber Nova in the crowd. Uh, Can't crush her alum, so she's getting some looks and hanging out with AEW as well. Congratulations to her. Um, I love when he said, like, you know, the, those guys are just kind of secondhand people. He called Tully Blanchard the third member of the Four Horsemen or something, the yeah. third rate horseman. I, you know, we went through different phases of loving and hating the Four Horsemen, but everything Jericho said just cut to the bone. And I laughed my ass off when he said, is he Dax? Is he Cash? Is he Axe? Is he Smash? Is he Axel? Is he Slash? That's just brilliant. That's witty. Um, and he called out MJF to the point where you know, I was sure, I was sure Stone Cold and Bret Hart hated each other in real life. I am beginning to wonder if he really hates MJF because he cut to the bone of who this guy really is, who he thinks he is, how he's a mark for himself to the point where we're going to rename that a Max. Right. Um, and who did he say after the Fed fired him? Ten years ago, he called and begged for a job or something. Uh, oh, Tully's guy. Sean Spears. Spears. Again, I confused him with Archer. I was going to say Archer. No, Sean Spears. How he called him and begged him for a job. There's probably some truth to that. You know, might be exaggerated a little bit. Does Sean Spears, how does he feel about that? Did he know that was going to come up in the in this interview? Good stuff. And that's what I'm talking about. When you blur those lines, that's when it's really good entertainment. Wardlow has to strip naked to count the 21. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, and Sylvan's asking me, what does he mean? What does he mean? What does he mean? I'm like, well, Sylvan, if you count your fingers, what do you have? He's like, 10. I said, if you count your toes, what do you have? 20. Where do you think the other one's going to come from? And he's thinking, he's thinking, I see you completely stripped naked. Where's the other one going to come from? (laughs) So after a year and a couple months, we're finally going to get the blood and guts match, which essentially is there going to be war games matches, what we're thinking on May 5th. Um, This is the right people feud to do it in. I know they were going to do it with Cody's group, and the inner circle back last year, but there's more heat here. There really is more heat here, and I hope they just lay it out. I, 
I hope you get disgusted by it because there's too much. And I hope, and I mean this sincerely, that Sylvan, like, runs away. I think this feud needs a bloodbath because yeah. it's already there. It's only been going on for, what, three weeks? It needs to happen. I agree. Um, but they also need to dabble in some uh, some humor, some silliness, like the football field, the suplex from one end zone to the other end zone. Right. I don't care how many takes that took. Uh, I believe he suplexed them for 100 yards. And I do, too. Jericho and MJF can certainly put together some stuff that there'll be blood and guts and gore, but they'll make us laugh, too. Yeah, I agree. I uh, 100% agree. Um, Christian's promo... Uh, talking about his match, let me say, John, he was on the same book that I was on. He said it was only a B match for him. And that's what I said last week. After seven years, he said, hey, man, I think I only had a B match with Frankie. Yeah. You were all about it. I was all about it, and I'll stand by it. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I mean, the guy's been away. For, for years, seven years, and, and didn't miss a beat. I'd take a beat any day, yesterday yeah. or 20 years ago. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Normally you got them for me. Um, Taz comes out and says, hey, do you want to be part of the team? Now Christian has like two or three things going. Where does yeah. he go? I love this about that. Again, like you said, old school. Is he going to yep. join Team Taz? He still has got issues with other people. Perfect. Intertwining the storylines. Yep. And, and I don't think he joins. If anybody I don't. wants my opinion. I, yeah, that, that leads to a feud is what it leads to. Yeah, I don't either. I, I really don't. Um, again, the best thing about Jurassic Express, I love their song. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Uh, against Bear Country in a Godzilla versus Kong match. What the hell was this supposed to be? We really didn't get a reference. It was only sponsored by the movie. Um, John... Why does Bear Country have Remy and Otis Koger's culmination masks? Aren't they bears? Bear Country, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been saying the big guys pay attention to the little guys constantly. They always jack our stuff, and they they jacked uh, Koger's and Remy's stuff. It doesn't fit them either. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I agree. Uh, The Express wins. That's what I got yeah. about the match. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't anything special. No. I did like QT's message to Cody. This, they were taken. this was where shots started to be fired again. You know? Yeah, give me, develop this a little bit more. Give me another week or two of these guys uh, stating their case. They, they made an impact, um, you know, when they, when they turned on, on Cody and Arn and and give me another promo or two from these guys and let me know exactly who they are and where they stand. But everybody got their own piece. Um, that was really well done. And and that English guy hates the United States. Is he English? Yeah, I think. Yeah. What the hell, man? Come on. Yeah, you're over here wrestling right now, man. Yeah. What, what the we're hell? Take our money, right? God, we're going down that path. <laughs> Um, Sting with Tony. Sting didn't get to say anything before the whole locker room essentially came out again. And I thought, oh, man, we have to stop doing this with Sting. Because this is week in, week out with Sting. But he did talk at the end. 
And I wonder where that's going, where he told Jake, like, do your job, you know, essentially as a manager or whatever. Get this guy a match. Get this guy a, a title match, a, a worthy match. I'd be curious to see where that goes. That was fascinating. Uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in the rafters. I, I don't know what they're doing with them. I don't either. And they were, like, laughing at what's going on. That That didn't read to me. I was... Totally unclear as to what the hell was going on. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you were. Uh, more Team Taz as Starks. Uh, let's hear from Cage. Are we ready for these guys to break up? Or can we actually have them wrestle once and have one of them cost a match and then have some beef? Because this has been for three weeks now. Agreed. B. Take your time. There are times I think they stretch things too long. And we'll get to that later in the show here. But there are times where I think they could take their time. This is a great faction. Why are we always in such a hurt? Like the hurt business. What? Why? Why do we get rid of them so soon? These are. I love factions, and it seems like when they're good, it's probably because they're comprised of great individuals. Well, won't it make sense if we put these individuals against each other? But let's have the faction for a while. Let's enjoy it. I, let's say this part real quick. NWO, before it added you, me, Chad, uh, Pat, everybody, was amazing. DX, awesome. The horsemen are still the horsemen. They could come together right now, and everybody would be excited to see them. Why can't Team Taz be like that? Why couldn't yeah, Herpes? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they can last. And even before they had any beef whatsoever, the horsemen... Flair versus Anderson was like 95-ish. When they finally blew up, you're talking, I mean, they, they went different paths at different times, but you're talking 10 years of a faction on and off before these guys finally had a blow up. You can't do that anymore. Hell no, you can't do that anymore. Our attention spans are not that big. But this is a cool faction. Don't split them up. Come on. Darby against J.D. Drake. I couldn't tell you who the hell J.D. Drake was before this match. I like the work he did with Darby. I like this match. I really did. I, I, until the attack afterwards, which... That's what the Butcher and the Blade do. They just attack after match. I'd like to see them get more, because I think they're a really good tag team. In a weak tag team division. I agree. I liked what, uh, what this guy did. I just think... Give him a different match. Th this was... Clearly a throwaway title defense for Darby Allen that was meant to lead to something else. AEW kind of does that a lot. Um, I think mate, this guy was good enough for me to have warranted a win somewhere against, you know, a lesser opponent than Darby Allen. Peter Avalon or something, yeah. Yep, I agree. And that, that Cesar Bononi's not doing it for me yet, sorry. No. Nah. Not, not yet. Nah. Till, still uh, Salvatore Sincere in your mind? <laughs> I just, I, I don't, like, I saw his match. I didn't think it was that great. Okay. All right. Uh, the Pinnacle attacks Jericho, and who is back? Mike Tyson. Uh, he comes out and beats some ass. He's having fun. Yeah. He loves everything about this. 
He loves being involved in wrestling. He had a bigger smile than, I don't know, I couldn't even, he was just happy to be there. Yeah, he's, so he's a little older than we are, and I bring that up because he is a wrestling fan since Bruno was champion. He says he remembers being a fan of Bruno um, because of the way he carried himself as a champion and the interviews he gave and, you know, says that's why, uh, that's, he's not the, I'm not going to say he's the reason he, he became a boxer, but he said he thought of when he, when Tyson was champion, he thought of when Bruno was champion and tried to sort of emulate some of his characteristics outside the ring. Yeah. So Bruce, he is an old school fan. Bruno bit ears. He did. Oh, uh, you went there, did you? I did. Um, Bruno fought dirty. Yeah, Bruno fought dirty. Sometimes. That's what I was going towards. Yeah. 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 Dr. Brickbaker, DMD announcement. Uh, wins and losses don't matter, she says. No. Personality does. Uh, the ranking system is broken. Yep. So it's she's going to be... Bullshit. She's going to be everywhere collecting wins and getting that title soon. Yep. It's time. It is. Yeah, it is to put her in a serious title picture. Um... But again, another funny promo where wins and losses don't matter. It's her star power that matters. But I guess I'll go and get some wins if that's how you guys want to do things. Right. Good stuff. Uh, the Bunny against Ty Conte. Again, I will say we don't need a lumberjack match every time the Dark Order and or... I don't even know Hardy's private office or what the hell or Hardy Foundation office or where is that in relation to the factory? Is it does the factory report to Hardy's office? I I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Couldn't that we? would be a cool feud? Like years ago when they did the. Uh, the union against right. McMahon's, they should have the factory against the office. Oh my god, they should. Right. I'm glad Ty got the win. I thought they were going to push the bunny a little bit. Um, I said it last week, I'll say it again. Ty is taking over Anna Jay's spot right now, and this is good. Number one contender, sure, she'll get a match, um, and then she'll lose it. She's not going to be the one that takes it off a... Uh, uh, Hikurushita. Two things. Yes, she has taken that spot and run with it. I think she looks very good. I love what she's doing. I enjoyed the hell out of this match. I think she looks terrific. Um, and you have told me on air on the show, off air, I still don't remember. <laughs> What's going on with Anna Jay again? Is she hurt? She had shoulder, shoulder surgery. Shoulder. That's right. That's right. I was going to say, I knew it was her arm, her wrist, or something. It was her shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Ty Conte looks really good. She really does. I love her takedowns. Um, I love how she mixes in some some other stuff that she knows, but but still has a pro wrestling match. Yeah. Yep. And that's where AEW ended for me. Um, then TNT had another match, which was Omega and the Good Brothers against Mox and the Bucks. Um, the Bucks are now turning just as much as the Big Show did. Yeah. 
And we I, haven't seen him since he was on. But anyway, that's a different story. I could care less. Uh, yeah. it, and it, it's not because everybody but Mox I don't like in this match. It's because, essentially, John, six people are main eventers. They all could be somewhere else, doing something else. And they have to be intertwined so much together that this has been way too long now. Get something done. And then Eddie does come out and save Moxley. So we're going to see those guys together again at some point. Yeah. I just, for the life of me, there have been wrestlers I've hated, loved for different reasons. They they drew genuine heat and I hated them. They absolutely sucked and I hated them. I've never, even like, okay, the Repo Man was one of the dumbest things ever. He won the, when we were doing tournaments bad, when Facebook uh, let us. Yeah. The bad gimmick, or the, whatever, the gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been so indifferent to anyone in pro wrestling like I am to Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. The Bucks, at least, I think are tremendous athletes. I won't say the same thing for Kenny Omega. I just won't. I'm sorry if anybody loves him. I don't get the attraction. I just can't get into the Young Bucks. And... You know, we're going to get to NXT and the tag team action we saw there. I bring that up because, again, this was a situation where do tags even matter anymore? Is Not in AEW. Not in AEW. Don't. They just don't. It's on my last goddamn nerve. The Bucks are going to turn on Moxley. We get it. We see it coming. You, you waited long enough where... The surprise is gone, and I'll always go back to this. Flair and Dylan said, Barry, Luger's a loser. Join us. And we still couldn't believe it. He did it quickly. Boom! He tagged Barry's hand, slammed him into the ring. He's all yours. They they showed a movie in between the thought process of, like, should we turn on this guy and when he finally did it. We saw this coming a mile away to the point where we were like, uh, uh, okay. Exactly. Exactly. I just, I, I'm done with it. I, I'm done with all of that. Yeah. And Cal, one other thing, Callus. You and, love him. I do love him. You know, Sylvan's little and he follows it all. I, and I don't know how he knows some of the stuff he knows. Maybe I should. Maybe I should be more closely <laughs> monitoring. Cheryl really monitors what he does. Maybe I should be more closely monitoring. But he's watching wrestling stuff on YouTube. But And maybe he's their audience. But I get it. I get it. Okay. The Midnight. I'm, I'm so off. Uh, That's all right. Good. Go. The Midnight Express and the Rock and Roll Express feuded here. And when they got to Crockett. They continued their feud because they hated each other in Georgia or wherever the hell else. We get it. I'm so over Callus and Japan and Omega wore his red boots, which matched the Bucks boots, which means they were part of this faction and the tassels were blue. All this mark out bullshit. It 
We get it. They knew each other way back when. Enough. Enough with it. Thank you. Yeah. It, I, I knew you at home ec. There you go. That never gets brought up. Or, you know, we drove to McDonald's in the morning, KFC for lunch, Dairy Queen before we went to school so I could play a baseball game. And then I skipped the baseball game because it rained and we went to play practice and pushed Josh Quatron off of a, the stage onto a gurney. Yeah, all of that. That's where our life has come from. And those are all true stories. Yeah. All true stories. But we don't need to tell you that every week. You heard it now. We won't mention it for a while. Right. Yeah. All right, John. Let's dive into two nights of NXT. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we're on the same thoughts, and we'll we'll leave you guys to think of that. Um, what are the same thoughts? But combined, great show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought maybe night one was a little better, but solid matches, solid matches all around. Um, every single one of them told a story, a good story. The only problem I had, Mark, and I mentioned this to you, was there are a lot of matches, and it got to a point where I felt um, I saw this match or I saw this story. Not that I saw this match, but I saw this story. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe that comes down to some booking. I think if you're going to have Karrion Cross uh, challenge for the championship, then maybe you don't have Raquel Gonzalez challenge for the championship. Because they both kind of told the same story of a much bigger challenger and a cocky, smaller champion who maybe wasn't prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I did not watch NXT night one live. Um, I, I waited and I watched it literally as soon as I got home from work Thursday. So Thursday was putting in a long night of wrestling. Uh, I watched NXT one and through slid, not through slid right into two as it ended. Um, which was spectacular by the way, you kind of did the same thing, uh, Friday though, right? Yes. I'd watched them back to back Friday. Um, so you didn't get to see the, the teaser match night one, but you did night two. Yeah. If you don't watch them live, you don't get those, those pre-show matches. And I heard Zoe, um, had a great match against Tony Storm. They're really pushing Zoe and to, to feed Storm. That's, that's big news that, I mean, because Tony Storm is one of the people NXT loves to push. So I want to see where they're going with Zoe. I would love to have seen that match. I've been tough on Tony Storm lately. Me too. Uh, yeah, I don't think she cuts it as a bad guy. I thought she was better as a babyface. But I would have loved to have seen this match to see what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing we both saw was Pete Dunne against Kushida. Hold for hold match. I think this was the perfect match to start NXT's takeover with. Yeah, hard to follow. I have said this before. When you think you've seen it all, watch a Kushida match, and you'll see something new. He had done in, like, a fisherman suplex, like a perfect plex position. But instead of going into the suplex, he did, like, a fisherman 
power slam cradle for a two count, but something so simple, essentially, that stems from another move that I never thought of, that evidently no other wrestler's ever considered. And if anybody's ever done it before, I've never seen it. And it, once again, Kushida shows me a move or a hold I had never seen before. When was it Kushida? I didn't write down the name, but I put good Lord bending back the arm over the top rope. One was on the outside, one was on the inside, and just slammed his arm over. Uh, it was actually not the top rope. I think it was the middle rope. I thought the rope was going to cut it, his arm off at the shoulder. I believe that was done that did that to Kushida, right? I believe you're right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I... That was like my oh moment, and I'm like, holy crap, John. The downfall is Pete Dunn. Not that this isn't the downfall. Pete Dunn does get the win in a good match. I said this is going to get lost though in the shuffle with what's to come um, from the rest of the two nights. It, I mean, it's just the start of their feud. Yep, I agree. Uh, I'll stick by what I said that it's hard to follow. But you're right in terms of like star power and the sort of matches that followed. This is one that could easily get forgotten, which is unfortunate because it was awesome. Uh, and the other thing I'll say is you can't bury Kushida. He lost on Tuesday night. He can challenge Gargano or Cross, and it would be believable. Yeah, I, this I guy's agree. Awesome. We had the gauntlet match. Finally, somebody takes Cameron Grimes' money. That's the first note I have of this. The second note is uh, Bronson Reed wins. And then I'm all right with an L.A. Knight and Loomis feud coming out of this. Other than that, I think we're seeing too many turmoil or gauntlet matches right now. A lot of wrestlers are out there, a lot of stars, and only so many matches on these major pay-per-views to cram them into. Um... Bronson Reed was, was the right choice. I think they did a disservice to L.A. Knight to get him into such a hot start and then get choked out. I don't mind him getting eliminated. Nope. And if you want to, I think if you want to start something with Dexter Loomis, they went about this the wrong way. The old-fashioned way, I think, would have worked. Uh, Dexter Loomis either eliminates him or causes him an elimination. L.A. Knight beats the crap out of him. Grabs a chair, a pipe, whatever, beat the hell out of him. And maybe we'll see that Tuesday night. But the fact that he got choked out like that, I think, killed some of his steam. I Yes, I agree. I agree. But you're right, Bronson Reed, they've been pushing him for a while now. Uh, go back and listen. I, I think this was the right move. So he moves on and faces Gargano on night two. Walter and Champa. Holy shit. The chop off the ropes. One, then I mock his chop. His chop broke the table. Really? <laughs> really? I put two reallys. Pro wrestling. I love it. I know. Um, Walter's such a throwback for me. I, I don't know who I could pinpoint him saying he reminds me of this or he reminds me of that. A little Andre the Giant because he's tall. A little. Uh, maybe Dick the Bruiser, some I mean somebody like that. He's just if anything, if you haven't if this was your first time seeing Walter, I don't know how, but damn, 
And then 200 clotheslines from Champa doesn't knock Walter down. This was crazy. I love this match. I, I love this match. Great story going into it, too, with Walter claiming that Ciampa's lost a little something ever since his injury. Um, his priority is now his family, which how do you argue with that? But Walter wins. So, you know, Walter's priority is winning matches. Ciampa's priority is his family. Um, and he ends up, you know, losing this match. So, again, that, that's just good psychology it really is good psychology heading into the match the match itself had good psychology with champ but just unable to budge him unable to lift him you know had to get really physical with him and had some success but overall walter was right he he was the better wrestler on this night yeah john this could go on again too i'd like to see another match between these guys and there doesn't need to be a stipulation. Like, I know I Champa is very stipulated in his matches and everything. He likes stuff like that. These two can just have a slobber knocker again and go at it. Yeah, and show me Champa went back to the drawing board, came back with a plan B. Yeah. Put these guys in there and tell us a different story. I think I think it'd be awesome. I agree. I agree. Uh, Frankie Monet is coming Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to spoil it for everybody right now. I clearly think it's Ty Taya Valkyrie coming because she signed. She's been in the, the PC for a while. Um, I think that's her. I really do. I, I don't know. I haven't looked at a spoiler or anything, but you saw her legs, and this is going to sound stupid. Um, I think I can tell by her legs that it's Taya Valkyrie coming up. And where is she now? Where has she been? She was in Impact. She was the Impact champion for a while. Um, and then she signed with WWE, so she's been at the Performance Center, kind of getting Frankie Monet up, I guess. She's got that dog that's been running around. Yeah, yeah, a little tiny chihuahua-looking thing, yeah. Yeah, so that's my guess. We'll find out Tuesday. I could be wrong, but I really think that's who it is. Uh, the NXT Tag Team Championship match. Last week I said I think it should be the Grizzled Young Veterans um, you wanted to be Legato. Uh, I guessed MSK, though. You did guess MSK. Um, and I think I forgot, or didn't listen to you or Chad, I forgot MSK won the Dusty thing. I did. So I think this is the place that they were going anyway, with uh, they were going to face Oni and Birch at one point and take the titles off of them. So I don't think them winning it kind of take them off of their track that NXT had. Um, what'd you think of the match though? Excellent. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely excellent. I'm usually not a fan of these sorts of things. And again, they listened and totally jacked our stuff because this was a triple threat where one member of each team is in at all times. Yep. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Um, superb drama and psychology throughout all of this. I want to give a shout-out. I'm not trying to be a homer here. I think Joaquin Wilde shined in this. I loved his sweet Stan Lane dances. Uh, I loved his cocky smiles during the match. And here's the thing. So Triple Threat, they remind us, no rules, right? No DQ. He still got the hell out of the ring after making a tag. Their double-team moves were quick, crisp. If they did a double-team move where... Wild ended up on his back, 
he didn't get up and then step out through the ropes. He grabbed the rope and then slid out underneath so that he could get the hell out of the ring and the match could continue. Now, if you say, well, it's no DQ, why are you in such a hurry? That lends some believability that he's in a tag team frame of mind. He's been practicing that. He's been working on that. So that when he does need to get out of the ring quickly, he can. Could you have honestly counted to five? You always can in a double team. But still, he made his tags and he got the hell out of the ring. Um, When they were looking for the double submission in the ring, that created great drama. I think it was MSK on... uh, Grizzled Young Veterans, and it might have been the other way around, but I thought, oh, wow, is Legato going to jump in and break this up? And then they did, and they were getting over in the match, and then you see the other two teams think, we need to get these guys out of here so that we can fight amongst ourselves, and they did. And MSK took one guy, and Legato took another guy, and we saw the doomsday device on the floor. I think to Wild, and I thought, please don't go down this AEW road, but you know what? eliminated them from the match which Done. is what it should do the it was a wicked doomsday device and i don't think wild moved again which is what's supposed to happen i agree this was probably the best tag team match i've seen in a while uh across right. brands across brands they told the story everybody had their low moments high moments i i'm i'm getting there on MSK right now. I'm getting there. I would have liked either of the teams to win, but they're showing me more and more um, because I haven't followed either of those guys in the indies as much. So, still, uh, this was a great match. Uh, Possibly tag team match of the year for me as of right now. Yeah, same here. And Legato would not have been a bad choice. They are ready to be champions. They're that good. And I think that's where MSK and Legato need to go. I think they need that rivalry. Now, I was high on the Grizzled Young Veterans for a while. Okay, cool. You can linger around. You can get your chance in a little bit. But I think coming out of this, it needs to be Legato and MSK carrying this torch. Agreed. And I don't know if they did this on purpose, but I was reminded... Because they talk about the tradition, right? Right. Uh, Especially... um, Santos Escobar talks about the tradition. Um, they reminded me of some other Latino teams from years ago, and I know the Invaders were from Puerto Rico, but the quick tags that I mentioned earlier, tag, get the hell out of the ring, tag, double team, move, get out of the ring. Um, I actually just watched some Invaders match. I don't know. It was recommended by YouTube. But that's what came to mind when I was watching Legato and how quickly – they worked. It's, it makes it believable that they are all about tradition in terms of uh, Latin American wrestling. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I like that. Uh, finally, we get to the main event for night one. It's the, women as in, <laughs> the women's NXT championship match. Io Shirai against Raquel Gonzalez. The old story, speed against strength. Yes. Yes. I loved this match. I loved this match. It was excellent. Start to finish, it was excellent. Um, You know, I mentioned earlier the story that they told, which is essentially what you just said. Bigger challenger, smaller champion. The champion was kind of cocky. She came into this, you know, she threw the contract in Raquel's face. 
I want you next. I didn't see a new champion coming, I'll be honest. Um, but this was everything it needed to be. Shirai couldn't take her down. Had to go to plan B. Had to fly a little bit. Um, Raquel's raw power worked a lot of the time, and sometimes it didn't, which shows you what a great champion Shirai is. She can counter some of that power. Um, and I think this was the match where she, she had Shirai like at an old fashioned, like Bruno or Big John stud over the shoulder backbreaker. Yes. And then flipped her into this 360 power bomb. Again, something you've never seen before. Um, and it's, it's a take on an old move. Yeah. Uh, do we see EO get a rematch or do we see EO heading to Raw or SmackDown? She's getting called up. Yeah. Yeah, she's getting called up. I think so too. I agree. That's usually once you have a one of the longer runs there in NXT, I agree. I think she's getting called up. All right, so we move along to night number two. Night number one, John and I agree. We, we kind of like night number one better. We did. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah. The pre-show match I did get to see, and first thing I saw was Jake from IWC is the official in this match. Nice. Uh, so I'm pumped for that. Congratulations, Jake. Uh, Brizango against Drake and Dane, number one contenders uh, for the Tag Team Championship. John, I, I was actually pulling for your team, Brizango, in this. Um, as they ripped off everything about steak and eggs uh, with the other team, with Drake and Dane. You didn't see this match, Drake and Dane win. Uh, yeah. Clearly a ripoff of Bulk Nasty and Xander Gabriel. Yeah. So, I I said this many times on here. when I, Before I, I got back into wrestling, it was like 2012, 2013, my buddy Billy had an extra ticket to Raw, and I didn't know who anybody was. And what stood out to me was when um, Fandango came out, he was introduced, and he did a dance with his ladies, and refused. his opponent, he, was, he had a Japanese name, but he wasn't Japanese, and he had all the piercings, and he was paired up with Test at one point. Uh, oh, Tenzai is who it was. Tenzai. Yeah, but it was it's Matt Bloom, Albert, that Albert. guy, yeah, Prince Albert, yeah, yeah, and he refused to wrestle, and people were so pissed off because the ring announcer didn't breathe into the A when he said ah, Dango, and he left. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's really not coming to the ring, and it drew genuine heat, which I didn't think existed anymore. And ever since then, I'm like, I'm going to watch this guy's matches, and I really think with Brizango in NXT. They had a little something going, and I hope they keep it going, because I think they're very good. Yeah. Yeah, I was pulling for them. All right, so the main show starts, and it's the ladder match for the unification of the Cruiserweight Championships between Santos and Devlin. Um, another great way to start the night, overall. Uh, these two brought it, John. This was, I'm going to spoil it right now. I thought this was my favorite match of the night, too. Once again, yeah, same here. Favorite match of the night and hard to follow. Um, I mentioned near the beginning I watched a Blue Demon match when uh, Santos Escobar came out. I was like, holy shit, who the hell is that? And then he took the mask off. Again, a little nod to to 
his heritage to, to his wrestling tradition. Um, I usually am not a fan of the, of the breaking of the fourth wall constantly. I couldn't help it. Um, you just saw the joy in his face after the match when he gave his son one belt. Yes. That was wonderful. That yeah. was really wonderful. Um, Go ahead, sorry. No, that's... I was going to let you talk about the match, and I was going to bring that up, so you just stole my thunder, but yeah. Uh, The end where he gives uh, his son the belt. That was the the feel-good moment this week for me. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And when his guys came out during the course of the match, that, again, great psychology. It was just enough. And then they're like, oh, he's got it, and then they left. Yep, yep, yep. The women's tag title match, the Way Girls against Ember and Shotzi, and let, let's be honest, um, worst match of the entire NXT TakeOver. It was off. And I'm not saying they're not great. I love Candice in Indy. I do. Uh, I've seen Indy, uh, I mean, Shotzi work IWC before, so I, you know, one of Ethan's favorites. Ember were on the on the fence about mostly on the other side, <laughs> but there was some scary moments in this. I thought Shotzi died jumping out of the rope. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. And you know, you take those risks, but that was just a mess. I think Candice LeRae is brilliant. Not in this match. I think Indy Hartwell has infinite potential. I don't know what she's missing. I almost feel like she needs a style. You know what I mean? Like you see Raquel with the big power moves. And I always go back to Razor Ramon saying, you can know all these moves, but it's knowing when to use them. And, And Mr. Perfect, just putting him on track, showing him how to wrestle as Razor Ramon. I almost feel like somebody needs to show Indy Hartwell how to be Indy Hartwell. And I don't know what that is right now, but she's that close to it. Yeah. But this match was a mess. It was. Champs retain. We'll leave it at that. Uh, North American Championship match. Gargano defends against Bronson Reed. This was a normal Johnny Gargano match for me. Do some good stuff. Do some trickery stuff. Uh, Theory gets involved. Uh, he survives. Gets out of the. Gets out of dodge quickly. Everything I thought it would be. No surprises. Bronson Reed with the big man stuff. Gargano with the quick stuff. Some cheating. Everything you just said. They stuck to a formula which made it good. Made yeah. it entertaining. Um, it's not going to put it on any special level, though. But it was fun. Yeah. Cross uh, against Finn for the NXT Championship. Again, power against strength. And this is where we'll repeat... We, we thought we saw this before. Oh, we did. The night before. Um, we were all on last week, I think. I, I don't remember what Chad said, but we were all on Finn keeping the title. Maybe Cole gets a shot. Maybe O'Reilly gets another shot. Cross went down a couple months ago. They gave it to Finn. They gave it right back to Cross in his first chance. Um, so they kind of reset to where they wanted to be. Uh, with the tag titles, the, the men's championship... So NXT is kind of where they wanted to be, giving it to Cross. I was disappointed in the entrance between Cross and Scarlet. I don't think it was one of their best entrances. 
No, I agree. Still good. Not one of their best. She, when she got to the ring, though, man, she didn't miss a beat. She still, that face, I, I just feel like there's a demon trying to get out of her. It yes. genuinely frightens me. Yes. She's so good at what she does. She she really is. Um, overall, I mean, John, we, we talked about this. I, I don't know what more you want to add. I, I, I'm, I'm pantering here because I'm like, eh, but it's the same match. It was the same match, the same story, and what could have made it different would be the champion retaining, which is where I thought this was going. Otherwise, it's the exact same thing. The cocky, smaller champion wasn't prepared for the powerhouse challenger and had trouble budging the challenger during the course of the match, so the champion had to go to a plan B or C but we saw it night one with the ladies. We see it night two with the men. Um, give us a different ending then. Show us the smaller champion in this situation overcoming. Just so we're told at least somewhat of a different story. Otherwise, it was the same thing. Uh, same question as I asked you about EO. What happens to Finn? I was going to ask you that. I think he gets called up too. Um, so he goes back. I think so. I think so. He did some great stuff in NXT. Um, I think he goes back to one of the other brands. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I would hope he doesn't. Honestly, I would hope he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I think we've we've seen him up there in the bigger brands. Nothing. NXT is a bigger brand, but Ron SmackDown don't know what to do with him. Yeah. Because he's. That, I don't know what to do with anybody. He's yeah. in that tweener guy. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, we'll get there. Um, one thing I want to mention. So Lou Albano learned Samoan back in the day so he can communicate with offense. He, he even learned some Japanese so he could talk to Mr. Saito, which is incredible. Uh, does Karrion Cross speak Satan or demon or whatever the hell? Like when she's out there going, how do to hit to him? He must. He must understand that because then, boom, he went right to the game plan. Um, and that's not on translator on your iPhone or your Googles or anything. I, that's something you have to get like Rosetta Stone to get, I think. Yeah. So he's putting in some time, learning to Satan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that stick. I love it. I do too. I do too. Adam Cole against Kyle O'Reilly, unsanctioned match. This is just going to be a fight. One thing, uh, we're maybe 10 minutes into the match, and the crowd says, we want tables, we want tables. Wade Barrett says it right. You have to respect the guys in the ring. Um, I'm paraphrasing this. Get in a ring yourself, you bloody thirst hounds. You don't, you always didn't need it. We get there, but they want it now. Now, now, let them tell the story. I like this. I did, I I, I don't know if I'm going to put it match of the year yet. Uh, I'm maybe going to have to watch this again. John, I'm going to ruin it. I know you weren't as high as Chad or I are going to be on this. Um, A lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened, but... Overall, Adam Cole taking a loss doesn't hurt Adam Cole. I think Riley taking a loss loses a little more steam. 100% agree. Um, I thought that that O'Reilly winning was a twist. I did not think uh, that was coming. You had Cole talking about the killer instinct and you held me back and you don't have the ability to, you know, 
do what you need to do to win. And then we see it out of Kyle O'Reilly. That was a nice twist. I just didn't get – there was a moment where he threw some fists and stuff. I never got the buildup to that blow-up moment. Like, I think Adam Cole did his part. I think he could have amped it up a little bit, like, you know, talking to him. Smack him. And maybe he did and I missed it. I don't know. Smack him, embarrass him. Build up to that moment where O'Reilly's like, I've stood in your shadow long enough. I just didn't get that payoff moment. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Um... The broken stage was nice. I like that. I did like the wrapping of the chain around his knee to finish the match. That was yes, nice. yeah, yep. And I did, I thought at first when I saw the chain, I'm like, that's staying there. Like it was just staying there the whole match. That's pretty awesome. Oh, then I actually looked. They clipped it on there, so it would stay there. I didn't know that until later on in the match. Yeah, but um, Beth was on the. You have Beth, and then at WrestleMania, you had Booker T siding with the fans, which is what I would expect both of them to do. But I'm with you about Wade Barrett, and then we'll get to this. Uh, JBL. You know, the fans want what they want, and they pay their money or however they watch this, and they have a right to say and cheer and do what they want to do. But I'm okay with the wrestlers every once in a while. Giving it back? Putting the fans in the play, in their place. Yeah, like we started IWC with... um not Rhino. Uh, Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer. Like, I don't know what a fan said, but it was beyond like, you know, oh, you suck, or I'm cheering this guy and booing that. And Dreamer lost his shit on this guy, cursing him out like, you don't understand the path this guy took and the shit he's been through. And we were like, holy cow, we're getting yelled at by our teacher. Right. We went a little too far. But anyway. Uh, the fans pay their money, and they're allowed to say what they want to say. But I was okay with, with both guys putting the fans in their place for a moment. Yeah. Let's take a quick break, John. We'll come back. We'll wrap up uh, the show, but we'll wrap up WrestleMania Night 1. And give us a little more thoughts of what we're going to expect to see tonight. You all right with that? Sure. What's up, guys? This is Jared Fritz, official for the NWA, and you're getting rest fit with the Can Crushers podcast. And welcome back, Can Crushers listeners. It is still I, the English professor, as we don't have a glorious guru this week. Your host is Mark the Mark Martinez. And Mark, we've covered a ton of wrestling, uh, including WrestleMania. Uh, well, we're going to cover WrestleMania night one right now and then maybe give some thoughts or predictions on what we think is going to happen night two, which is tonight. Which is tonight. You're right. Yeah. Um, I, I felt bad for WWE, John. I did. I was still doing stuff at 7 o'clock. I put the pre-show on listening, but not really listening, you know, not hearing. You know what I'm trying to say. It was just right. on. So I finally sit down legit at like 8 o'clock, and Mania's on a rain delay. Their first show back in a year, one month, and one day. And, oh, I'm like, oh, man, what are they going to do? First off... I'm like, WrestleMania, was it 10 that they had the Caesar thing or whatever? Maybe it wasn't 10. Uh, nine, nine, maybe? Yeah. All yeah. Right. They had a tarp over the ring in case that would happen. Right. 
Um, why the hell didn't he have a tarp over the ring? So, I'm going to be a dick. Why? You're outside. Yeah. You've been lucky for 37 years. Not all of them have been outside, but you've been lucky right. for 37 years. Oh, you got bit in the ass. But what came out of this rain delay was epic. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun stuff came out of it. I hate me some Shane McMahon. I have to give him credit. When the chips were down, when his company needed him, he was the first one to do an off-the-cuff interview. Um, it wasn't a great interview, but he hung in there and and he did it. Um, and it was old school. Like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, MVP and um, Bobby Lashley come out and kind of push him out. And now it's their turn. Mean Gene would be there talking to Tiger Chung Lee, and all of a sudden, well, Iron Sheik's just going to move him out of the way because he's got something to say. It was such a great feeling, and, and the New Day was entertaining, and I don't know, they're a legit team. Can they challenge us? All right, well, I guess we're going to wrestle them. These guys, they have the ability. Many of them have the ability. Let them be themselves. This was proof. I agree. I agree. John, and I'm going to share what I text you. I said I feel bad for them, though, on the same aspect, because WrestleMania is where a lot of people show some new gear, show some like some glitz and glamour that they're going to have. And I'm like, oh, man, this is kind of ruining their entrance because they always do like New Day. New Day was right. uh, their their outfit, their gear what is a normal New Day gear. Um but you just, I expected, oh my god, you're going to ruin that by having a, but they didn't with everybody. Like, we didn't hear from Sasha, we didn't hear, you know, from some, I'm not saying bigger names, but they grabbed the ones that could thoroughly entertain us with those, and they did. They really did. I like this. Maybe, maybe they should read Twitter and see that people lost their minds over this. Start the shows like this. I'd be all for it. Yeah, yeah. Minus the rain. Minus the rain. Yeah, minus the rain. They should have, and it wasn't so much, I guess, the rain as perhaps thunder and lightning had been working its way through, and that was the dangerous part because eventually they started working and they were in the mist and and drizzle. Literally in the mist. (laughs) Literally, yeah. Uh, it, It created some dangerous situations. I feel badly. Uh, Mandy Rose just, her legs went out from under and she fell flat on her ass because the entryway was wet, you know? Uh, even now, I, I checked when we had a little bit technical difficulties. I just got on Twitter real quick. She's laughing at herself, pulling punches yeah. and stuff. So, it, it they know. And if you're going to crap on her about that, move along. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, so it starts, first thing out is Titus and Ho. Well, legit first thing out was Vince, before they did the rain delay. Vince comes out, does his shtick. Yeah. Whatever. Um, to start the show, Titus and Hogan come out. Eh. Yeah, I could have, I mean, holy cow, we grew up on Hulk Hogan. Did we need him? I don't think so. I, I don't get the constant desire to run after these legends of the past when they're not bringing a whole lot. 
Not at all. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Titus O'Neil would have been fine on his own. I, yeah, I agree. 100% there. All right, so we get Drew McIntyre against Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. First thing, and I sent it to you, why the hell was the commentary team standing in front of the desk? What, like, little things right off the bat, then we'll get into wrestling. Like, why? Don't, why? Was there maybe some technical issues they were working with? I didn't see them the rest of the night doing this, but they did it in this match. Chairs got wet? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, they didn't want wet tushies? I have no idea. I, I was more worried about, once again, the the electronics and stuff like that. Maybe they did, still have not moved them or put them in place yet. But we were That's- already 45 minutes behind yeah. so and then i wondered uh, are we going to get a match cut or time's going to get cut uh something going to be moved let me say this overall they didn't do any of that which i think good for them good if they did we didn't know it if they did we didn't know it if a match was supposed to be 30 minutes and it was 15 we are none the wiser they did a great job yeah i agree so what did you think about the bob and drew match very good stuff. Um, basic for guys with their look and, and their size. Good powerhouse match. Um, clear cut winner. Referee stoppage. I love it. When's the last time you saw that? He didn't give up. You know, the commentary team said he was out. He wasn't out. He just wasn't going anywhere. Right. And the ref made a decision. I love that ending. I love that they kept the title on Bobby Lashley. Agreed. I am. I am 100% happy for that. It would have looked completely like we said the last couple weeks that they just wanted to give Drew his pop. And it would have been, no disrespect, his third championship within a year. And I don't know. Uh, At the beginning of this COVID time, as we're calling it, he didn't carry it great. His second defense was better. uh, Championship, I Second rank. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. Yep. So, perfect that Bob kept it, and I'm excited for it. Then we get into some shtick that they could have cut. I love Bailey. I love me some Bailey, but what the hell? She just wants to help host. I'm mad that she's not on the card. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, as talented as she is, she should have been on the card. And she's committed to the hello ding-dong thing, ding-dong hello. Um Razor, Diesel, X-Pac, they didn't give a shit. And that's not fair to her that you're going to make her. Again, with these legends, you take talented, current, talented talent. That's redundant. But you you take current talent, (laughs) gifted current talent, and make them, you know, you put them in a situation where they suck up to these old timers. And it doesn't do anything for anybody. Nothing. Paul didn't look like he knew what the hell was going on or cared. And then Titus was like, I'm going to go eat. And Hogan's like, yeah, I'll eat with you. And then those guys just left. Yeah, just you needed to cut time, cut this. Yeah. We move on to the women's tag team turmoil match. The winner of this match is going to face the tag team champions on essentially night two, which is tonight, of Nia and Shayna. Um Involved in this match is Lana and Naomi, Carmella and Billy, the Riot Squad, Mandy Dana, and Nat and Tamina. John, before the first bell rang, what did I text you? 
Um, was this the one where you said this could end? No, not that this could end right now. Let me see what you texted me. I, I, I know I would have texted you. I said, Nat and Tamina are going to win this. Oh, yeah. They're, they're not right even there. knowing that they were going to be in it. Yeah, and you were right. Um, someone from the commentary team, because Sonia was a guest, asked what she thought of Mandy's partner, which is who? Dana uh, Brooks. Dana Brooks, her partner. Again, Mark, what I said earlier, <laughs> you can mix and match some of these women. And that's not nice to say, but there isn't any one of them bringing something different or special. You know, Tamina's got a different look. I think Natalia was probably the most talented woman in that ring. Um, but they asked Sonya what she thinks of that team, and she's like, well, I think I was a better partner for her. I agree. Put them back together already. I don't care if they hated each other and one was going to cut the other's hair and the other one's going to retire. Put them back together. They were a fun team. Right. And bring Paige back to manage them. Yes. Yes. Absolution. Yes. yes. Yep. That, I love them. They're hanging. I would. Yeah, I don't know if that's 8 by 16 or 12 by 37 or whatever. The only one I need signed on that is Paige. I have Sonya and Mandy on the wall. You've yet to see that one yet. Yeah. Um, not a lot to say about this match. Not a lot to say about this match. It wasn't great by any... Good moments, good moments. I, I like some of what the Riot Squad did, but that was about it. Yep. Next up is Seth Rollins against Cesaro. First off, great new look for Cesaro. So I'm glad we didn't talk to Cesaro backstage. We get to see his new look, um, what this match means to him, first ever singles match, da-da-da-da-da. This was amazing. John, we both went off during this match texting each other. Yep. And I know you hate the political stuff. Again, I marked out at the beginning when Seth Rollins, he didn't put the thing together. It was paid for by friends of Seth Rollins. Right. It was hilarious. Um, he's never wrestled in a singles match and, you know, babies cry around him. And then they show Seth Rollins. And, oh, it was awesome. No, I was alright with that political stuff. Like, we didn't pinpoint, yeah. it was just Seth Rollins. Because the NWO did it, too, back yeah. in the day. They, they That's not, it wasn't really a political jargon one. Yeah. But, yeah. no, I love that, yes. Yeah. The match itself, what can you say? When you look at, it rained, and the dangerous element that adds to matches, whether it was raining for this, I don't know. They still, Seth Rollins you know, flew off the ropes, stepped on the ropes, did all his stuff. These guys did not miss a beat. Um, and they're so good. And with the intro, the, the whole production quality was good. But these guys are so good that even though I haven't been tuning in as much lately, they told me everything I needed to know just with their actions in the ring. What was going on between them leading up to this. Yeah, Cesaro spins him 23 times, but there was a spin going prior to that that, let's pull, I think he lost him, yeah. but then he sold that his arm hurt at that yeah. same time, so the psychology was instantly there, alright, maybe that was the spot that he was supposed to spin him 23 times, but we got back to it, we did, we got that record-breaking 23 times spin, 
I, I believed his arm hurt at that point. You know, 10 minutes later, his arm was feeling better than he did it. Perfect. 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 And I know you wrote that to me, but I was on the same yeah. page. Yeah. No, such pros, both of them, that if something went wrong, again, I, I said earlier, if it was supposed to be 30 minutes and it was 15, I'll never know. If something went wrong in this match, I'll never know. These guys are spotless. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Seth Rollins. It was a clean finish. He got the hell out of the ring um, and gave Cesaro his moment. And you think, well, how is he, how did he get up so quickly? I know it's the right thing to do. Get out of the ring, give him his moment. But then when the camera pans out, he's still like face down on the floor outside selling that he's about to throw up because he got spun around 23 times. So he got the hell out of the ring and still continued to sell everything Cesaro did to him. Seth Rollins is awesome. Yeah, I agree. And I hope this is the the push that we've been waiting for for Cesaro for a hell of a long time, that he gets a, a run that he deserves. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we talk about SmackDown a little bit. We've already talked about it. They said that Uso was the Battle Royal champ and the Dirty Dogs kept the title. So they even knew that SmackDown only showcased that. Um, we get New Day versus AJ and Omis. Oh, my favorite part of the match was Woods yelling at AJ, You're not a tag team wrestler! You don't know what you're doing! They work him over. I'm shocked that they went with AJ and Omis winning the titles. I really am. Um, I, I saw that coming. I'm going to be perfectly honest. And the reason I did was this reminded me exactly of WrestleMania 11. Yokozuna and Owen Hart. On paper, it makes zero sense. Owen takes all the bumps and the silliness and gets thrown around. Boom, Yokozuna comes in and sits on one of the guns and the match is over. They followed that formula and it worked for them. I don't think they're champions terribly long, but uh, I, it was a right move. It gave us a title change and it was believable. There's no budging this guy. There's no way this guy's 400 pounds, though. No. If Braun Strowman's 385, this guy at 7, 2, or 3, he's 300 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought we were going to get a different look from Olmus a little bit, too, being the not the fashionista like Calvin Couture is, right. but our fashionista. I thought we were going to get a different look from him instead of just wearing the trench coat and uh, like he was going to a party. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But I didn't want Giant Gonzalez either, so right. we're good with that. Yeah. Wasn't he the guy who guarded the door? Was that Omis? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, maybe he just left that job. Maybe they still do that. Maybe he still guards doors. I don't know. And... Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, Braun against Shane in a cage. Um, before Braun gets into the ring, he gets attacked by Elias and Riker. I sent John an emoji that had disappointment and disgust when he ripped the cage apart. I don't know, John. What I knew these next two matches were going to be my biggest disappointment, probably, of the weekend. I hated this match. I, I think Shane McMahon is an egomaniac. I said to you, this should have been Braun exploding all over him. Shane getting some cheap heat. Don't try to rewrite stuff that works. But what do we get? We get 100 and 
85 flabby Shane McMahon working over Braun Strowman's midsection. You know, and if you guys listen and say, well, then how can you get into intergender matches? And I talked to my brother about this, and he's like, Ronda Rousey could hold her own against Triple H H. like she did for a moment. You know what I mean? When they sold like, oh, we're both in the ring. Okay, why don't you go tag Kurt Angle so the men can wrestle? And she just started unloading on him. I'm not going to believe Shane McMahon uh, does MMA and jiu-jitsu and can suddenly beat up. And he manhandled Braun Strowman. I uh, I hated this match. It, 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 I've wasted enough time on it. Braun wins with the power slam. Next up is Miz and Morrison against Priest and Bad Bunny. Well, we knew what was going to happen from when it was a singles match. We we knew Miz was going to take the loss. Then we knew Miz and Morrison were going to take the loss. We just didn't know how we were going to get there. Now, get ready, because the explosion's going to happen. Dude did some good training. He did. He did some good training. I, I will give him more props than Pat McAfee. I really will. He did a Canadian Destroyer. And we know, yes, we know how some moves work. He looked all right in the ring. Again, there's a fine line. Yeah. He weighs as much as Sylvan. The Miz is a little bulkier and knows what's going on. We knew it was going to happen. I'm. Go ahead. You can say your piece. Uh, we said these next two matches we were going to hate, and we did. I, I still hated this. I said to you, they're essentially using the, to an extent, they used the Hulk Hogan and Mr. T formula against Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. Hulk Hogan's going to start until Roddy Piper begs Mr. T to come in. But even then, you know, you had Roddy saying, keep, try to keep it a little amateur against Mr. T so he doesn't show us up and we look like assholes. Then let Hulk tag in and beat the shit out of us. This was too much. Give fucking bad Bunny his moment. But he made those guys look like bitches. And that those guys are good. I'm not a huge Miz fan, but those guys are good. Morrison is a terrific athlete. He made them look like bitches. I agree. I I am just saying overall, overall... He looked well-trained. He looked much better than I thought he was going to look, for sure. There you go. Yeah, yeah, they, they did a good job there. Yep. Then we get to the main event of Sasha and Bianca for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Vet against rookie, champ against upstart. This story, you know, but it meant so much more. Instantly, I'm telling you, this match is going in for match of the year for me because of that. Uh, you know how much I love Sasha. I've been on the Bianca bandwagon for a while. I, I thought, all right, this was the great way to end night number one. And before the match started, I think both of them honestly had emotions flowing through them. John, you saw it. I, I, I honestly think Bianca was going to cry. Sasha held it back a little bit more, but you did see it. You did see it. If it was put on, they fooled me. I loved, loved this match. I thought it was an excellent match. 
Um, yeah, Sasha kept it together. I'm sure she was going through some of the same emotions as Bianca. <sighs> you have to keep it together. I'm sorry. You have to keep it together. Um, it was a huge moment, but I need to know that you're a star. I need to know that you're bigger than this moment. And it didn't dawn on me. And Mark, you and I talked about this beforehand. They said this is the first time, obviously the first time two black women faced off at WrestleMania for the title and a main event. And I thought I went down, you and I went down the line and I said, is it the first time two black women ever met for the championship period? Or is Sasha even the first black champion? Because you said, no, Jackie. You forgot about Jackie. So now I remember Jackie. But, you know, obviously you go through the list of. Ivory so as I, well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And after the dinosaurs, it was Fabulous Moolah until Wendy Richter. Fabulous Moolah held the title for 40 million years. Um, Yeah, I lost Jackie in the shuffle. But I don't know if there's ever been. Literally, a women's title defense between two black competitors. So that's historic. Um, I like what Bianca said. It's her story. That was pretty cool. Um, you have to ride. The match itself rose to the moment. As an individual, I think Bianca needed to be a superstar there and kind of hold it together a little bit. And if you, people think I'm an asshole because I'm, I'm saying she shouldn't have been crying – Dude, she almost complied. I got uh, to a point where I wondered, are we going to have a match? Because she is breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. But I, me being a little more sentimental, Mr. I was like, aw. So yeah. I loved it. It was all right. It was all right. The match was spectacular, though. Hold yeah. for hold, move for move. For me, the best moment. Sasha hit one of the best suicide dives I've ever seen. She plastered her and all um, Bianca did was roll through it, pick her up in a body slam position, which was cool in and of itself. If she would have just thrown her in the ring from that point, that would have been amazing. She presses her above her head and climbs the steps with her. Unbelievable power and athleticism. Amazing. So I ask you, after Bianca wins the championship, how long does she have it? And when is Charlotte going to take it from her? Another question. You you understand that twist? Yeah. Yeah, and also what becomes of Sasha? Where does she go from here? Um, I didn't think she was going to win the belt. I didn't think it was her time yet. I still think Sasha should be champion. I agree. Um, Still. Very good match, won decisively. Charlotte is coming back. And at some point, they're going to put the belt back on Charlotte. When does that happen? I would hate if they built up Bianca this much uh, just to have her lose it, you know, next week on Raw or the next pay-per-view. At at least SummerSlam. That's a SummerSlam or Survivor Series worthy match. Charlotte and Bianca. Uh, Give it to us at one of the major shows. Okay. I agree. I agree. All right. So let's talk about WrestleMania night. Well, what, what becomes of, I'll ask you, what becomes of uh, Sasha Banks? Where does she go? I don't know. I Does she rekindle something with her and Bailey? And they 
get back together and because I, them as tag team champions being, and I mean this with love, the bitches that they are is legitimate to the tag titles. And I know everybody hates the tag titles. They can run with those for a while. I'm fine with that. Um, I think she does get a rematch. I, I She deserves a rematch. What happens with that, that's, I think, maybe where Charlotte comes out. But I think Sasha's doesn't need a title. She's there that she can have feuds with other people that she doesn't need a title. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Night two, right? Night two. Um, we're not going to cover all the matches, just, you know, some of the hot ones. Let's start with Roman, Daniel, and Edge, John. I know we did some predictions, but I, I say we get a new champion, and it's Daniel Bryan. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that last night. I'm going to agree with you there. Okay. Uh, I think they, they want a nice send-off for this WrestleMania, and that's what everybody wants. And then I yeah. think we get Edge and Daniel down the line, which I'm all right with. Um, your girls, the tag team titles, are we going to see a title change? I hope not. I am so high on this team. I think they're so good. Um, I think Natalia is great. I mentioned you know, that I thought she has lost some steam, but you can give her anything. This sounds rough. You can even give her Tamina. And she'll make it work. So if they win, no doubt in my mind, Natty can make that work. I just don't think it works, though, as a team. I, uh, you have great champions right now. I, I think they retain. I think they lose tonight. I really do. And I uh, I think it's a, a pat on the back to Natty that she's now find a tag team partner she can make work. The heart attack thing... It's just give her a tag title like her dad had. That's yeah. that's where I am. Uh, do they keep it long? Hell no. No. Um, Fiend against Randy Orton. I'm actually intrigued about what the hell is going to happen. Fiend. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm somewhat intrigued. I think the Fiend does something. It, they've got to take it to another level. We've had fire and. In the eyes, we've had people set on fire. They better come big. They better come big. Oscar uh, defends against Rhea Ripley. That's going to be fantastic. We had a woman's championship change hands last night. We had to change hands in NXT. Somebody has to defend successfully. And it's way too soon for Rhea Ripley. I think Oscar defends. And is this Becky Lynch coming back? That would be cool. Yeah. See? Yeah. Uh, anything? What else do you want to bring up? Anything? Um, we failed to mention the hair, uh, Bianca Belair's hair and what she did to Bailey. All night, Bailey used it. But at the Sasha. end, she, or Sasha, sorry, when she whipped her with it, holy cow, she almost sawed her in half. Yeah. Did you see the gash on her ribs? Did you hear the sound effect? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. hair slaps like a bullwhip. Oh, wow. Wow. There was no performance there, I think. That was Sasha, unbelievable. Yeah, Sasha had to be in tremendous pain. Absolutely slashed her midsection. And I'm being honest, 100% honest truth. Like, this, is, this isn't this is us being dicks about this. 
right? No, yeah. no, no. Because you I know, haven't seen it, yeah, go I, back and watch it. I know some people are like, oh, they're being ignorant. No. The, honest to God, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. She had the letters in her hair. Yeah, she had, I'm sure a brain, ESG. though, can hurt you. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if they all fell out during the course of the match. I don't know if one of those cut Sasha, uh, Sasha but, you know. Maybe it was the braids. I don't know. But, but man, it was like right across her midsection and the side of her ribs slashed her. I'll start by saying what I said. I'll, I'll end by saying what I said at the beginning. Um, what a great week of wrestling. And I'm excited that this is the way it goes from here on out. Monday Raw. Tuesday NXT. Wednesday AEW. Thursday uh, Impact if you have it, or you could get on Fight and watch NWA from Tuesday, or catch up or whatever, and then Friday SmackDown. We're in a life of wrestling just being there for us, and I 100% love it. And, you know, I, I have poo-pooed on stuff lately, particularly main brands of the WWE. Um, This was a fun week. I didn't love it all. But I sure as hell loved a lot of it. A lot of it. And when it's at its best, there's nothing like it. There just isn't anything like pro wrestling when it's at its best. I agree. Guys, don't forget to be watching the Facebook account for Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. All this week, Monday through Friday, we'll be throwing out one question per day at some point that you will get to win a... Can Crushers extravaganza package. Wow. I don't know. What the hell are we going to call it? Whatever. But we'll have... <laughs> Sounded so good until then, right? Yeah. Uh, you'll be able to win a prize pack from us. Um, T-shirts, stickers, posters, masks, this, that, the other. Just all the stuff that uh, I'd like to share with Can Crusher Nation. One question a day. First one to answer just correctly... Uh, I will reach out to them and we'll send you some swag, I guess you can call it. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good word for it. Swag? Yeah. It, but isn't swag something you wear? Oh. Uh, well, there might be a mask in there. That, you might. Everything's yeah. going to be different. Nobody's getting, yeah. the, nobody's getting the same thing. Trust me. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, John, anything else you want to bring to the table before we get ready to watch night two? No. Um, I'm going to go turn on the Yankees for a little bit, see if they can salvage a game. Uh, my son's got a football game, a flag football game, really soon, actually. Uh, yeah, that's my Sunday. Yep. I am going to tool around more in the studio and get ready for night two. So remember, John, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can. Not a garbage cannot.